Oh, good evening, listeners. Uh, once again, for Seize the Day with Winston Tang and Jim Moletta. Hey. We're looking forward to a really interesting uh, chat this year. Uh, thing, or Sorry, today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's already February, Jim. Can you believe it? I know. It's our second Seize the Day of the Year. <laughs> I know. Yeah, February 2017. And we're, we've got lots to talk about today. And um, as you know, our regular listeners, we kind of random thoughts, but at the same time, we do have some structure to it. So, um, Jim, tell me about your world today. What are we going to talk about, in, like roughly anyways? Oh, we're going to talk about um, gifts presented by Mother Nature that uh, are a little bit unplanned. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we've had a lot of unplanned uh, Mother Nature visits these days. Um, I get, you know, for those of us joining us from other parts of the world, Jim and I are on the west coast of North America and the northerly part, and we've got been hammered with snow. Jim, more so for Jim than myself, but still a fair amount of snow. And, and to give those people perspective, I live just on the west side of the Rocky Mountains. I can see them every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, Winston is about um, seven or eight hundred kilometers away, about the same latitude on the actual coastal area of the lower mainland of British Columbia. Right. And uh, typically, we don't get that much snow where I am. I mean, the last few years, we've only had a few centimeters of snow. Um, and um, this year, we got hammered. Our area had about 40, almost 50 centimeters of snow in, in accumulation, right? So that's like probably 10 times more than we normally get. Yeah, and for us, where we are, we you know we've had, I think, pretty close to a record snow year. Had um, three or four instances where, you know, we're getting anywhere from 30 to 40 centimeters in a storm to recently we had just over a meter. So that in, in about six days, we've had about a meter of snow. So it's made for uh, a lot of challenge. Yeah, that's a bit crazy, hey? So... We're going to just roll with it. The reason why that came up was like both of us have been busily shoveling snow for the last little bit. And it makes you sort of look at uh, how uh, Mother Nature kind of takes over our best laid plans sometimes, eh? Yeah, you know, I actually quite enjoy doing it. I just don't enjoy doing it six days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not like your favorite meal, snow, right? <laughs> you know? Or... or uh, you know, apropos, because we're not that far past it, just a week away from it, uh, Groundhog Day, where you wake up every morning to the same song. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it, it's a little bit fun the first day you see it, because it's nice fluffy white stuff until it starts to ice up a bit and compacts a bit and gets a little bit more moisture on it. It's not that beautiful, fluffy, light-colored snow you want to roll in. It's like kind of like that heavier, wet stuff now. Yeah, you know, but there's a there's a little bit of an art to to shoveling snow. Yeah, we start to learn that after a while. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the art dies off when the snowbank's four feet high, and you got to throw it over top. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, that in a nutshell, we're just talking about how you know you can have all these great plans in life sometimes, and you'll be uh, catching a curveball, and you don't know where it's gonna go, but you just have to kind of roll with it, you know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, makes us realize that, uh, you know, our, 
minuscule plans of the day-to-day aren't really all that important. Yeah, and that the fact that we don't control everything that happens in our lives, really. Um, I'll, I'll give you the same example, a similar example. I was out uh, about to do some work over Victoria, and uh, the night before I had actually checked my uh, laptop to make sure the, the computer was working fine because I needed to um, program some equipment. And uh, it was working fine, I packed it away, and in the morning I um, put it in a good old laptop bag and then um, I just so happened to go check this out and uh, wanted to turn on the computer just to make sure everything was running in the morning. And sure enough, in the morning, it wasn't working. In fact, my hard drive had crapped out. So that kind of put a, a little wrench in my plans. So uh, that was like Murphy's Law working overtime there. Yeah, you, you know, we, we assume that technology is always going to do what we want it to do, but it, that doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't, you know, and it you can't really control um, what happens, but you just kind of like roll with it and make the best of that situation. So in that scenario, I just made a couple of calls, uh, hoped that the, the people I was working with would have a backup laptop, which they did. And so a little bit of redundancy there and then um, got us on with our day and just kept moving on. It always amazes me how resilient human beings are. Like when you, you throw them a challenge, they'll come up with a solution if they really need to get something done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, and I was I was going to be working on uh, Plan B or Plan C for getting rid of snow, and I thought, you know, I've got a work truck that's like a three quarter ton work truck, and it's got a really big box to it. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just snow blow into the work truck and then shovel it at work where we have massive snow banks, and nobody will even know there's a pickup load of snow there. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, hey. You're doing your bit for the world. When that when that snow melts, you got extra water. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could have lots of that this year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, I think there's a big concern for flooding now, right? Yeah, you know, one thing about the snow we've had in our region this year is it's been all very uh, cold temperature snow. Mm-hmm. So the water content to it, even though it's piled so high, mm-hmm. isn't that much. Oh, okay. So, you know, from a water perspective, stored water perspective, we could be about the same amount as a normal year. Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, for all the hydrologists out there. Yeah, for all the hydrologists out there. Yeah, we're just, we're just uh, talking about our day to day. I'm happy that today actually the rain came and um, it actually washed away a lot of the snow. So it was slushier earlier in the day and then it just kind of evened out later on. Um, it's actually pretty good, looking pretty good right now. But you know, as as you know, the tables can turn pretty quick if it gets really cold, and then it turns a sheet of ice too, right? Yeah, and and you've got to be careful because um, that can happen really quickly. Yeah, I know it can change really quick. So, you know, you do what you can, and I guess the whole theme of that is just that you know, I think it's good to have a framework of what you want to do, not only in your day-to-day, but just in your life in general, but also be flexible and adaptable to changes that may come your way that are unexpected, right? Well, you know, a failure to, or, or a um, failure to plan is a plan to fail. Yeah. But I think at the same time, you can't be so rigid to a plan on what's happening as to what the obvious is occurring and whether you're capable of, of fulfilling that. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. It's kind of funny, though. 
you know, uh, I guess as, um, as life goes on, as you get older, you start to think that, wow, you know, a lot of things aren't in my control. And you just start to accept that after a while. And you don't go against the grain because you realize that, you know, you can go, you can try as hard as you want, but if you go into the ocean and start punching the ocean, you're not going to dent it very much. <laughs> exactly. You know, you sometimes you got to see there's greater powers out there than yourself, you know. Yeah, you know, that, uh, you know, we just had the opportunity to um, stumble across a little bit of Wayne Dyer on television the other night. So, Oh, did you really? Yeah, that, that really reinforced exactly what you said. Hmm, cool. Yeah, I mean, let's follow up from last month. We were talking about shifts and shifts that take place and the results of shifts now. You can talk about the aftermath after, like, a, um, after shifts have taken place. I mean, you went on... Uh, uh, quite extra, like pretty interesting journey now, right? With your um, changing diet and everything else too, right? Yeah, you know, we decided to, we saw something, uh, well, I'll back up one step. Um, mm. uh, you know, I, I had lunch with a, with a friend who had some remarkable results from a, a shift he'd done in his eating. And he'd been quite sick with type 2 diabetes and made a, a complete shift in how he ate and did a bit of fasting in the process of doing that. And uh, he's basically cured his type 2 diabetes, lost 60 pounds. He's doing really, really well. And, uh, you know, the eating plan he was on was very similar to something else called the zone. And the idea of the zone is that you eat in such a way that your blood sugar doesn't fluctuate between two parameters. So then we were watching television, we saw this program called the Bone Broth Diet, which is really congruent to both those other programs. And I experienced the zone a few years back and had really good success with it, but I'd gotten a little lazy and, you know, shifted in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my wife and I were discussing it and said, well, what do we got to lose? We'll give it a try, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a very regimented 21-day cleanse to start the program, and then you enter into an 80-20 maintenance, which is 80% of the time you stick to the eating plan, and 20% of the time you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we both had excellent success in the in the cleanse program, and we're about, you know, approaching two weeks outside the cleanse, and, and yeah, we've deviated a little bit, but not too much. Um, you know, we're, you know, our day to day is pretty much, you know, as outlined in the eating plan, um, haven't cleansed. I haven't since the, uh, the, um, or sorry, I haven't fasted since the cleanse part, but I think a fast once in a while is a valuable thing mm -hmm. and you have bone broth on your, your fast days and, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of effort and commitment and planning and all that sort of stuff, but it, it just goes to show you that you won't get anything if you don't give something. Yeah. You know, through, yeah, through that whole process, I've lost about 22, 23 pounds to, you know, month to date, which sounds like quite a bit in a month. You know, the majority of that fell off quite quickly, and the rest has been a very um, gradual decline. So with that, um, you know, there's some real health benefits that benefit things like arthritis and 
and things like that. So having had one hip replacement, I didn't really want another one. So one of the best things to do is get rid of weight to, to prevent that. Yeah, no, I and that was I think that was admirable to train something so different. I mean, that's um, it's not an easy thing to make such a dynamic shift, right? Yeah, and and uh, you know, uh, I think one of the benefits, or you know, is the fact that Colleen and I did it together. So you know, we had accountability to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we had one another to lean on through it, and, and now it's it, it's a shift where. You know, just to give you an example, you know, a pretty tough day um, two days ago with lots of snow shoveling, blah, blah. You know, came in and was having a very late dinner and, you know, could have, you know, opened something up and, oh, well, geez, there's a there's a pizza in the freezer. I'll have that. But, no, there was, you know, some nice protein and I tossed together a bit of a salad and, you know, found the right fat to eat and was right in the program. And it didn't really take any more time than throwing a pizza in the oven. So <laughs> it's, it's a shift in thinking. Right. Yeah, that, no, I, I agree. It's just about um, changing the way that you see um, everything, right? I mean, it's um, more than just, um, you know, looking at... Uh, life in a, in a certain perspective, but actually being open enough to change, um, things that, um, you know, change things that, uh, normally people would, um, uh, assume are difficult to change with the hope that something new is on the horizon that would make a big difference in your life. Yeah. You know, I'll, uh, I'll give a little credence to this or maybe that's the wrong word to use, but you know, January the 1st for the last three or four years, I sit down and just write something to myself. It's not anything that is what you would call a resolution, not even close to that. Mm. It's just like, what would I like to do? You know, from bucket list items to, you know, other things. And every time in the last three years that, you know, weight loss came into that. So obviously I was not terribly committing to that idea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after three years of writing that down on January the 1st, you know, perhaps some actions required. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it takes some kind of warming up sometimes, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fair enough that it doesn't always happen the way we plan it to go anyways, right? Yeah, uh, you know, it's the old saying when the... Uh, Student is ready. The teacher shall appear. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's not always so simple when you when you look at it, right? Because um, there's a lot of reasons why people don't do things, and you know who's to judge? Because there's probably a good reason why they aren't doing it until they get to that moment that it's time to change, right? Yeah, yeah. The fear of failure is one fear, but the fear of success is another. True. True. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how we kind of go through different phases of our life where, you know, we're either closed or open to certain things, but it just takes a little bit of a change of perspective that makes all the difference in the world sometimes, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, there's no but, rhyme or reason sometimes. It just happens that way. <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking about... Um, uh, in the whole process of when you were telling me, describing the process 
of um, uh, shoveling all this snow. And I thought, wow, what willpower you had to keep going out there six days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was really no choice. <laughs> yeah, it got down to the point where if you didn't dig, I guess you wouldn't be getting out anywhere, right? Well, that's part of it, yeah. And, and you know, the three-inch ice up driveway that lasts for a month isn't much fun either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. so, you know, we, we did the best we could. I always waved to the neighbor behind me and the neighbor beside me and, you know, the neighbor all up and down the block, actually. It was, it was quite interesting because... Uh, you know, we all took turns helping one another out, and and uh, today I'll, I, you know, I went out and I took the snowblower, and I, you know, we live the second house in from the corner. All the lots are quite big, so you know, I go down to the end of the alley and come up to the corner, and and then up past my house, and I ended up doing a neighbor's house and a neighbor's. Well, you know, I didn't see much point in stopping, so I ended up doing the whole block. <laughs> Wow. By the time I got back to our house, there was almost an inch of snow on the ground again. Oh, man. And in the process of doing that, I did, you know, one lady's parking spot in front of her house. And uh, I was, you know, just about, it's just cleaning off the truck, getting ready to go back to work. And um, she stops and said, oh, thank you so much. You know, what can I get for you? You know, do you enjoy it? bottle of wine or I said well actually I'm a beer drinker but I I prefer that you you know I don't really want you to get me anything what I prefer is that you pass it forward to someone else mm -hmm. right because I said it really wasn't a lot of my time and I had the time to do it and you know I was happy to do it so you know move that to someone else yeah yeah no kidding eh <laughs> So, you know, there's a little bit of a silver lining in, in, you know, a whole bunch of neighbors pulling together and helping one another out. You know, we all have different work schedules and commitments and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I know the fact that, you know, it's, you see the beauty of people coming together just to serve a common goal, right? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that, that's always good to see that actually people pitching in. I mean, every little thing we do makes a difference. I was thinking about that. Um. Uh, you know, like, you know, the little things that people do in our day that might seem minuscule or unimportant are actually those things that sometimes keep, keep the wheels greased, you know? Like, you can still get there, a little bit squeaky, but it always helps to have somebody looking out for you, right? Yeah, I don't know how many times I've thought heading into a day that, oh my God, this is going to be really hard. And, and uh, you end up coming out of the day and going into the next day thinking, well, like, you know, I got through that, I'm still alive. Um, things worked out all right. I know what direction I have to head now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's nice to know that, um, that sometimes there's something out there more than ourselves looking out for ourselves, you know? Yeah. I, and it's, it's hard not to walk out of those experiences without thinking that. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about um, other things that we've been doing the last little while. And just about... Just about, um, well, a lot of the climate things have been issues lately, but, but you know, there's all the change, in, like other changes that people are, have to get used to as a result of shifts is also like, even the U.S., look at the, the change in, the, in uh, power there for the, with their new leader, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, they've had to make a lot of adjustments over the last little bit. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh... 
And I think that's going to continue for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And, and we're, we're pretty apolitical in what we say. So, you know, we're not going to delve in too much into what our opinions are there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But suffice it to say, it may make some dormant people more active. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, I think what happens is that uh, um, people will stop um, being complacent about choices and stuff once they realize that there's more to it than just sitting back at home waiting for things to happen. Right? So if you want to change, you have to, you know, put your name, put your name out there, right? So, you know, it's um, kind of funny that um, that it kind of worked out that way. But I think a lot of people were shocked because they thought that other people would take care of it, you know? Yeah, um, I think again, you know, on the election side, I don't think the turnout was that great. I don't even think it was 50% of the eligible electorate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, basically if, if a strong writing candidate could have won if, if there was a good turnout by the electorate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you don't really see those things anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't have taken much actually. You know, could have been a different outcome. But yeah. you know what? I think that this change is something that they needed for some reason. Maybe they were doing too far on the other side before and then people got tired of it and they wanted to change. Well, they wanted to change. Sure enough, they got it, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, politically you see a pendulum swing quite a bit, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it, it's up in a in an area that nobody expected and to change that area is going to take participation. That's, and you know, basically I, I see more people change in it because, well, let's just face it. There were, <laughs> um, it was almost an election where you didn't want to vote because you didn't like either one of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not like they gave you a lot of choices, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, end of the day, I mean, it's not even our country to worry about. Um, but, you know, what happens there does affect us indirectly anyhow, like just because we're so close to the border. But um, it is a matter of perspective. And then um, I'm thinking about how we, we look at our perspectives too, Jim, about how, you know, taking back to our snow analogy, if you look at the snow as a beautiful thing, I'm sure from a five-year-old's point of view who's looking forward to sledding and going skiing or doing something fun in the snow building snowmen that's a great thing to have happen kind of changes a little bit when you're the one shoveling it the way <laughs> <laughs> well you know i was i was in the process of uh after scooping a bunch of snow and moving it you know about 40 meters and setting it on the sidewalk to then bring my snowblower and blow it onto the boulevard grass boulevard uh, that's not harming any, you know, plowing of the road or anything like that. And, you know, I'm kind of partway through that. And I look up and here's this mom with her kid in a sled behind her walking down the street. And they're both quite happy. I looked up and said, oh, great day for sledding, eh? <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's all perspective. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is. It's just about where you are in your life, right? Yeah. And what you, how you're seeing it, with, through what lens. You know, but um, I got to tell you, there's a lot of a uh, lot, lot of options out there, but um, uh, you know, about how to see certain things in your life. But I, I tend to think that you know everything kind of changes with time. 
So it's not even about um, uh, an absolute right or wrong, but um, the perspective that you have really goes through some of the experiences you had in life too, right? So it's not, not as simple as judging others for their perspectives. or and it, There's no really right or wrong. It just comes down to um, where you are in your life, and that's how it affects how you see things too. Yeah, it's also something really interesting. Um, I read it. Uh, it might have been a Deepak Chopra post. I'm not really too sure. I'm just trying to think of where I encountered it. But it, it, it's like, you know, People have a certain set of core beliefs, mm-hmm. and I think there's an expectation that there's a a certain following to those core beliefs, or or um, you know they're they're uh, in a, in the majority, not the minority, of what their core beliefs are. You know, right. whether it's you know everything from spiritual spirituality to um, what they consider important and this, that, and the next thing. And, and, you know, there is a talk about challenging those core beliefs and how that can impact someone. Mm-hmm. It, it was really interestingly presented. And I, I just think that it, it, when there's a challenge, especially if it's done respectfully, Mm-hmm. That's going to make you step back and maybe see another person's perspective. Yeah. Which I, I don't know how much of that goes on. I know. <laughs> you know? There's an old Joe South song called Walk a Mile in My Shoes. It's from the 60s. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I believe it's in the country realm of the musical spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's a pretty simple, you know, um, sentiment, you know, don't criticize or abuse, walk a mile in my shoes. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's very easy to give to give people, a, um, uh, to judge other people without actually knowing what they're going through, right? Yeah, and, you know, the thing we just saw with Wayne Dyer is, is you know, he talked a lot about... Um, seeing someone and judging them just on observing them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that we've got to all kind of check that bag once in a while, the old judgmental uh, way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to, to judge other people until we get to that spot. Probably, sometimes we might even make the same decisions, but, you know, it's very easy to, to you know, wag the finger at other people. Um until you realize that there's more to it than the what meets the eye sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm thinking about uh, the spring. I mean, you know, it's funny. We go from season to season looking forward to the next season. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, leading into Christmas, everybody gets excited. And then out of Christmas, and you're looking for spring. But it's just being present sometimes is the bigger part of it, don't you think? Yeah, if you look too far forward, you're not looking at today. Yeah, and that's what I think um, becomes a, a bit of the, uh, you know, the crux of everything, that we're always in such a rush these days that, that it's very easy to uh, miss out on what's really happening around us. So um, what do you think is one of your best ways to slow that down? 
hmm. you know, like I know where, especially when you hit a weekend, you try to slow the weekend down, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. There's so much there to do. Yeah, that's but, a good point. Um, what 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 slows the world down for you? Um, that's a good question, there, Jim. Um, I would say, um, you know, lots of times what happens for me is that if I, if I, you know, <laughs> if I hit a, a spot where I'm realizing that everything around me is slowing me down, I take the hint. You know, I'm starting to to sort of realize that um, that it's not as a not in not a random event that when somebody starts cutting you off and making you slow down and then every time you're trying to get ahead you're hitting a red light, there's a reason, right? And um, I'm starting to realize that um, that there's more to it than meets the eye sometimes, you know? So I'm thinking that, you know, sometimes it's really important to um, um, to look at the whole uh, picture of what, where you are and then... Um, and take a step back and not try to rush the process because it's very easy to um, to rush the process and then not uh, enjoy where you are and um, there might be a reason why it's slowing you down like sometimes you know you can be slowed down in traffic because it's to help you avoid an accident or you know the person you're gonna meet up with that you're in a rush to see is gonna be late as well so I try not to you know the, the goal of getting to a place safely and, and um, arriving when you're meant to arrive is, is kinda like more in the forefront now for me yeah, yeah, you're you're receiving signals and being in tune to that. Mm -hmm. So that way, I'm not trying to um, you know uh, force my will onto something that's not intended to be that way. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's that's where I am these days. I'm just kind of changing the way I see um, the see the world in a different perspective with a little bit more lightheartedness. Because if you throw a little bit of humor in there and, and a little bit of leeway for things to go uh, sideways, it's a little bit easier on your life, you know? Yeah, you, you know, I had a conversation with a gentleman I work with and he'd gone off to Hawaii for a bit of a vacation and, and he said it was really, really a, a quiet vacation. He did a lot of reading. And, um, you know, our day-to-day -day can be so hectic mm -hmm. that... You know, and I, I've known this from the past, and I said to him, yeah, reading is a great way to slow the world down. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Because it does force you to sort of have some kind of a, um, intellectual connection with, with something that outside yourself. It kind of is a good distraction, too. Well, yeah, I mean, lots of times, oh, what did you do yesterday? You know, oh, I did this, that, blah, 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 you know, 18 different things. And... Sometimes it doesn't seem that, oh, you know, I relaxed and read a book for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, and, inputting new, new knowledge in there, you know, just sharpening the saw, you know? <laughs> yeah, and personally, I haven't been doing that. I still have the same book that I need to, need to finish. I shouldn't say need to finish, would like to finish. And, and um, I, I just find sometimes in our in our day-to-day job that it has a desk component to it, we do so much reading that reading for the pure joy kind of passes us by once in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Mind you, a, a real good movie can do that too, right? It, 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 it takes you to a place or, or, you know, same thing with listening to some music for a while. 
it can, it can just take it can take away that day to day worry mm. or day to day you know demand on time or whatever, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, it, it's kind of funny if you are gonna pick uh, an ideal destination to sort of unwind and and shift your perspective. Where would you go, Jim? Anywhere in the I'd world. Stay, I'd have a staycation. Really? Yeah. Cool. Cool. I mean, you know, in that sense of this world, the world economy and everything else, that's that's almost unusual now. I know that it's valuable, but I'm just saying that that's pretty profound to be able to to find your peace where you are. Yeah, um, there's many reasons for that response. Mm -hmm. One is it's the most comfortable place I am in the world. So my brain isn't working about, ooh, what's that going on over there? Do I need to be concerned about that? You know, mm. although you're in a different place, so you, you're you're kind of always got a little bit of a safety mechanism in you working all the time. Mm -hmm. um, secondly is there's no financial strain on being at home. Right. That's true. And um, thirdly, this is a little bit more esoteric, but I don't need to jump on a plane and contribute to um, greenhouse gases to be able to relax. Yeah, true enough. And, you know, I, I just see so many people today, oh, you know, the jet is such a simple thing to them, and I don't even think that they comprehend that there's a connection between the environment and taking 20 flights a year. Mm -hmm. that, that's, I'm not saying I'm never getting on a plane again. That's, that's stupid. I, I certainly will. And I actually have uh, reservations for March, but uh, it, it's just a weekend thing. Um, but you know, I'm, we might go two years without ever flying. Yeah, and you don't miss it. Because where you live is beautiful anyhow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I hear you. So, I mean, it's interesting uh, when we think about all these um, different av available places that we can go in the world that sometimes we go all the way around the world just to find out where we have to go is to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's ask you that question, Winston. You know, where would you go? Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, um, I find that lately I want to, you know, I'm not wanting to cocoon more, but I just want to uh, appreciate more what I already have. Um, and then that way you can have more as well. Like, for example, this weekend I've got to go over to Victoria to um, uh, help the daughter attend a conference. But, you know, on long weekends, they're few and far between, so I like to try to, um, you know, uh, milk them for everything they can get so I would rather just sit at home and relax but you know sometimes you know the cards are such that the way it is is the way it is right but um, I think that for myself um, I've had a couple of good times in, in Maui that was really nice not that I need to go there to enjoy that it's just sometimes you want to go back and relive certain things again if you can they may not come out the same way but it'd be nice to see that right I good fond memories of that and uh, I wouldn't mind going back to Hong Kong or Actually, another target destination would be Tokyo. But at the end of the day, I, maybe the reason why I want to go there is so that 
the cultural differences or the dish, the shape, the, the change in scenery makes me appreciate coming home too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Every time we walk in our back door after a trip, we always say home sweet home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it's funny that... Um, that uh, we go all these different places just to come back home again. And, you know, with the world the way it is right now, it's, it's, as a global community and, and uh, the world economy is all linked, I mean, you're not going to see that much difference between place to place other than culture. But, I mean, that's a big component. But I'm, what I'm saying is the core nature of what people want in their life, you know, uh, good standard of living, take care of their kids, all that stuff. That, that's a, a common theme throughout wherever you go. And... Um, you know, I don't know. Do you ever hit a point in your life where you feel like you've seen enough people? <laughs> I mean, um, you know, there are days. There yeah. are days. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then there are days that you meet somebody very interesting that stimulates your thinking and, and uh, you know, provides a perspective and a sense of humor on things that are, is very enjoyable. So, you know, you, you can never predict when that's going to happen. True, true. Yeah, and you know, you never know when one person is going to make a big difference in your life, too. That's the interesting part, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so in, in a nutshell, I, I think that there's a lot of good stuff out there. But I, I tend to agree with you. There's a lot more at home than meets the eye, you know. And, and where you call home, it can be anywhere in the world. But it's that, that safety of um, being able to, you know be um, comfortable with your own thoughts without having to run. I think sometimes people people travel to escape from something that they're trying to avoid. But, you know, um, more and more I'm finding myself wanting to go back into the discomfort of not knowing what you want to do and find that comfort within that rather than trying to go outside to try to satisfy a temporary need, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's... There's, there's, you know, you, you get your, your two weeks or whatever, and you know, you head off and it really takes you a week to get to a point where you're truly relaxed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you return and you have a bit of remorse in the return mm-hmm. or potentially, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know there there's <laughs> there's quite a gamut of what's going on when you do take that sort of time away. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of strange, you know. You don't know uh, what you got till it's gone. Like say, you know. <laughs> yeah, and every job is different, but oftentimes taking a vacation has has stress to it because nobody does what you do when you get back to your desk. So now you got more to do. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, so much for uh, peace of mind, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You put your own flavor on it. So, I don't know, it's been an interesting uh, look at uh, our season of the day. It's been different from what we normally do. Um, of course, every one of our episodes is slightly different. We, You know, it's interesting. Sometimes we go into these um, uh, episodes with a, with a certain kind of flow, and then they just kind of roll off the tongue, and then other times... It's like um, when you're pushing a box in snow, you know, you push it as far as you can go and it, you'd have to take a breath and then move forward to the next step. It's an iteration rather than a, a smooth flow, but at the same rate, you still get there all the same, just takes a little, few, a few more steps before you get there. 
Yeah, good analogy. Yeah, I'm just thinking about snow again. It's <laughs> been <laughs> so on my mind a lot lately. <laughs> Tying it all back. Tying it all back to the good old snow, you know? So, yeah, never a dull moment for sure. So, anyways, you got anything else to add about that one, Jim, this, this episode? Uh, I'll finish with the snow story. Okay, sure. Uh, and I think I shared this with you in a little small piece of writing, but anyway, you know, during a piece of unemployment with not much money in the bank and, you know, beat up old car that ran pretty good mm. and, uh, you know, being laid off for the winter and, and you go through the bleak period in November where it's dark and, you know, ski season isn't there yet and all that sort of stuff. And, and uh, you know, you have to file for unemployment. There's a little while before the money shows up and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, wondering, you know, you look at some friends who've been in a job since they stepped out of high school and they're building families and RSPs and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you, you get caught in a comparison game, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then, you know, ski season hits and you hit a big powder day and, you go out there and you're just living for the day, right? You know, it's it's a whole different perspective. And, you know, you get back on the chairlift after having lots of runs and you're getting bombarded with snow and there's not many people there because it's a weekday. And you think, hmm, don't really care about that RSP stuff and all that, you know, like you can have a hill full of that, but you're not going to have today back very easily. Ah, uh, true enough. So, you know... Um, it's kind of, I guess, uh, a lemons and lemonade story in that respect. Mm, I feel that. I feel that. That's heavy duty. I know. It, that's, that's a good story there, Jim. It feels like I'm shoveling more snow. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, that whole idea of, like, you know, making incremental progress towards, uh, like, some greater cause, even though it might come back tomorrow and haunt you again. You gotta keep fighting the fight, you know? You can't just work work out one day and, and that's it for the rest of your life. You gotta keep working every day, you know? Yeah, and um, looking fun ways look for fun ways to do it, because it's a lot easier that way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The the fact that, you know, um, all these other things are running in your life, you you gotta make time for the stuff that's really important, right? Yeah. <laughs> I met this uh, American guy in New Zealand mm -hmm. and, you know, we're sitting around having a beer, you know, at the end of the day and, and, um, you know, just swapping stories and this and that. He, you know, he told us about an experience where he ro rode across the United States on his bike, mm -hmm. like a pedal bike, right? Yep. Or as they'd say, uh, in the Commonwealth world, um, push bike. Yep. Anyway, so, you know, he said, oh, we're grinding up this big hill in Colorado and it's, you know, some snow and a little bit of rain and, you know, it's a tough grind and we're in, into the headwind and, you know, kind of, I'm riding with this guy and I, I said to him, oh man, is this ever tough? He says, you know, that there's, you know, the weather's not good, it's cold, I'm having a hard time staying warm. And I says, ah, he says, are you at work? 
look around you. Wow, there's some incredible scenery here. You know, you should really be enjoying what you're doing. It is hard, you know, but look at what you're getting. Look beyond the front of your wheel, you know, he basically said to him, right? So, you know, he was giving him a, a bit of a lesson in perspective. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I like that. Just giving them, giving them a new perspective on life, eh? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Heavy duty, man. You know what's kind of cool? It's as if we, this this episode is uh, kind of an interesting one. It's as if we're just kicking back, you know, listening to some music and then having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little mocha here and then uh, just hanging out with Jim Winston this time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's a little less structured or or... But, you know, it's still worthwhile. Yeah, we're still doing our theme. We're still doing our thing, you know. Nothing's changing there. And it's just it's just interesting the way we've approached it this time versus some of the other times we've been doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. It's yeah. going to be different every book. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So if you need a nice, mellow version of Seat the Day this time, this is the one. <laughs> 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 well, Jim... Well, I think we don't want to overstay our welcome because you know these people might have something to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, my friend, I'm glad that we took the time out to, to hang out again on our uh, episode of Seize the Day for February, I guess it's the 9th, isn't it? Yeah, February yes. 9th, 2017. Exactly. Always guess, a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess until next time, my friend, we'll actually catch up and seize the day once more time. All right, have a good day. All right, take care, guys.